following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, sir, buddy, we're back at it. Oh, this is episode number 342. Yeah, humming because I have nothing. <laughs> no, I've got something, and we're going to get into it. We'll, we'll have us a time. Look, no matter what, I'm going to fill 35, 40 minutes of time. <laughs> it may not be what you want to hear. It may be something you want to hear. I don't know. Uh, the subject, of course, is, you know, that's the bulk of it. Uh, the, the, the subject of the, of, of this episode is certainly, you know, I think it's worth, it's worth bearing, but I was sitting here getting ready to go on in all seriousness. And, um, um, I was perusing through different, you know, different places, sources, news type things. And, uh, since this one deals with social media, of course, I was going through social media there as well. And the, um, uh, the, the time has come, uh, by the way, today is a Sunday. It is the 30th, uh, 30th day of the month of August. It is the last Sunday of the month tomorrow, Monday, the 31st of August, uh, hen- uh heralding in the, uh, the holiday season, <laughs> judging by what I'm seeing online. Oh my God. People are like, going, Hey, can we start doing Christmas stuff now? No, no, nobody has time for any of that. No, no Christmas. <laughs> no, not yet. It's still the first December. Look, you know, it's it's hot. It's it, we had a heat index near what 104, I think today. Yesterday was like near 106. And y'all are talking about Christmas? God damn, we still we're still talking about a fucking pandemic that's going on out there. I know I'm getting a little cussy already, but you know, hey, there's some scary shit going on, man. I mean, uh, you know, aside from all of the 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 escapism that these that the holidays bring, I mean, there's still this all this mess with the with uh, uh, with the with the cops still shooting people, and you'd think they would know not to do that anymore, but apparently, apparently that's not the issue. And uh, you've got um, um, uh, you got the elections that are coming up, and all boy howdy, the people that are screaming and hollering and the talking and all of the stuff that goes with all of that bit, all that mess, it's crazy. And the the news is becoming a bit whiplashy. It's uh, as as usually is. I think everybody's ready for things to slow down, which I totally understand. I'm with you because I, I feel the exact same way. I would love for everything to just slow down, just ease into what it, you know. I want to just start kind of ease out of the news a little bit. I want to start easing into other stuff. And the holidays certainly bring that. the the only The only real thing, you know, of course. We, and everybody bitches about it every year, but everybody just tolerates it. They don't do anything about it. Uh, and that, that is, of course, the whole the whole notion of the holidays becoming earlier and earlier and earlier, it seems, because we have to we have to get that going. And this year is definitely going to be different. There's no two ways around that. It's going to be a vastly different time uh, this holiday season. Uh, shopping online is going to be everything. It really is. Uh, most of the big box stores have decided to uh, not open on Thanksgiving Day. And they're saying, well, you know, it's COVID. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we want to keep the social distancing going, which is, you know, whatever excuses they want to, they want to, and I say excuses, I don't mean that to be flippant, but that's, that's kind of what it is. They're using that. Um, you know, yeah, certainly if you're going to be out in, in any of this, you know, wear your mask, 
You know, you got you got to do that. Keep your social distancing. Wash your hands. Be cool. Don't be an asshole to other people. You know, and everything turns out to be a little bit better. It's just it's just a little bit better. The issue, though, that I'm thinking is that all the white girls are going to have some serious problems with the pumpkin spice. I mean, because I <laughs> this is going to be a thing, man. They're gonna they're gonna risk a a, a respiratory infection to get that nasty ass pumpkin spice. <clears throat> I'm sure you could probably acquire some through I don't know Amazon, and you can just it's a powder. You just you sprinkle it under your coffee and add a little extra cream, a little whipped cream, and hey look, you got pumpkin spice something. <laughs> oh no, no 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 no, not not gonna happen. I get it. Right. Okay. Uh, coming up, uh, what we're going to get into this time out, uh, we got some uh, we got some fun, uh, if you will, and it involves social media, and it involves people that are are somewhat being distractive, trying to be escaping, if you will. I don't mean distraction is oh they're taking away from the news. None of that. This is talking about you know distracting themselves from everything that's going on. So memes are the way to do it, right? That's how that's done. Sometimes, usually, it's an attempt to go viral. It's an attempt to, hey, I'm liking this. I'm going to share it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Some of it, yeah. Most of it, no. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll go through some of the ones that I've seen, and um, you know, some some basic thoughts about it, I guess, because you know that's what that's what it's all about. We'll pa- we'll pause. We'll gather our loins. We'll be back in 30 seconds with more from Radio Land. Don't go away. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. The world of the meme, you've all seen them, y'all have them, some of you create them, some of you don't, some of you laugh at them, some of you get disgusted by them, uh, however that may be. Meme, uh, according to what I've seen here, uh, there's 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 a lot to be said about it. Um, an internet meme uh, is really what it is. It's a type, and it's... M-E-E-M would be the pronunciation, not Mimi, even though it's spelled that way. It's M-E-E-M. It would be the phonetic. It's M-E-M-E is the way it's actually spelled. It's an internet meme. Also commonly simply known as a meme is a type of meme that is spread via the internet, often through social media platforms, and especially for humorous purposes. Uh, Memes can spread from person to person via social networks, blogs, direct email, or news sources, and they may relate to various existing internet cultures or subcultures, often created or spread on various websites. One hallmark of internet memes is the appropriation of a part of a broader culture, for instance, by giving words and phrases intentional misspellings, such as LOL cats, or using incorrect grammar, such as dog, D-O-G-E. In particular, many memes utilize popular culture, especially in image macros of other media, although this can lead to issues with copyright. Instant communication on the internet facilitates word-of-mouth transmission, resulting in fads and sensations that tend to grow rapidly. An example of such a fad is that of planking. (sighs) Thank God that went away. Uh, Dank memes have emerged as a new form of image macros, and many modern memes take on inclusion of surreal, nonsensical, and non-sequitur themes. Colloquially, it's... uh, 
Uh, it's, uh, it's the terms meme and internet meme may refer to pieces of media that are designed in the format of true internet memes, but that are not themselves intended to spread or evolve and have recently become umbrella terms referring to any piece of quickly consumed comedic or relatable content, irrespective of a spreading mechanism. So there's that, that's, that's the gist of it. That's, that would be, that's the, the, um, the, the Merriam Webster dictionary definition of it. And what's its point? What, uh, what, what is the idea here? It's, as I just mentioned, it's a matter of communicating some sort of uh, idea or thought, usually in relation to themselves. You know, self-affirmation is another thing. You see these a lot, these self-affirmation posts or self-affirmation memes. Um, those are direct, you know, when you see those posted, they are being posted by people who, a relate to what the subject matter of that bit is. And it's not just relating to it in an understanding sort of way. It's the fact is they often feel the exact same way of what this meme is trying to protect people from feeling. It's usually about, you know, picking yourself up by your nuts and, and, and doing something decent with your life. I guess something like that, but it usually has a lot more softer language to it. Um, now, we mentioned at the top of the show that, of course, the strange times of all the politicization of everything from virus, from viruses down to uh, shit, you name it. Memes have been that way to communicate that. And it's and it's bizarre because when you see it coming from a corporate or a political type unit, not an individual, but a group. It takes on this whole other creepy vibe, to, I think, to a lot of people. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right, you know? I'm looking at one right now, as a matter of fact. It's a picture of a wolf's face, and it says, A wolf does not turn around when a small dog barks. Uh, okay. Uh, I beg to disagree with you in that. I think wolves will actually do that, but... Uh, okay, uh, whatever message that maybe you're, you're trying to, to put out is is what that is. Now, Facebook used to be uh, a t- just just a hotbed of it because people will find something and they'll find it funny, and that's that's the hook. It comes down to how much humor are these people looking for, and what is it specifically that they're looking for? What is what is the genus behind of it, right? So they're looking at things like, you know, what is it that we have to say here? What am I trying to communicate? And that communication thing is, they go, oh, that's a funny line. That's a funny punchline to a joke. Now, that's why you'll see, like, for example, a Christmas meme that shows up in April. You know, it's it's something like that. It, 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 it's, out, it's, it, it's out of sequence with everything. And it looks ridiculous on that, on that same point. There are memes that when they are done correctly and done on time, absolutely hit the mark. So I'm not here to bash the entire genre of meme culture. It is what it is. These things, these things happen. And when you, uh, when you find those that are occasionally just right dead on and they happen to be perfect, then it's hilarious. But see, the, the lifespan of these things is so short. And they get they they get 
appropriated and they get beaten to death. Okay, the one that comes to mind, of course, is what everybody has seen is the one of the woman. It's I think it's one of the Beverly Hills housewives or whatever it is. She's she's pointing a finger. She's screaming at somebody. There's somebody behind her. It's kind of holding her back. And on the other frame, it's a cat sitting at a dining room table in a hissing mode. <clears throat> and there's been all sorts of back and forth copy that, and there were a few of them. I have to admit, they were downright hilarious. They they really were. That some that made a lot of a lot of sense. And then it just kind of got beat to death over it. And now, if you notice, it's just as if you snapped your fingers and they're gone. You just don't see them. It's like the, all of a sudden they cease to be funny it's nothing there <laughs> you know it's just like oh that's oh that's so 2019 bro <sighs> be that as it may if you're in the if you're in a position where you want to create a meme i i have a little bit of advice for you even though that there is often some typographical errors that are intentionally put into play most of the time that is not the case and, you know, uh, capitalization is usually kind of important. Choosing the right font is actually kind of important as well. Uh, you know, not being um, illiterate really helps <laughs> with that because I've seen it so many times, man. It's like, whoa, you need to learn how to use the word too. You know, <laughs> there's sometimes there's an extra in it. Sometimes there's a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, there's the, there's a million different thing is, uh, uh, that, that come into play with these sorts of things. So, so yeah, I mean, you got to be careful about what message that you're trying to point across because unlike some people who just find it for what it is, it's on simple little value that has, it means nothing. We all know that whoever created it actually had heartfelt feelings about these things, didn't they? They, I mean, cl clearly they had, there was a message in there that needed to be put out there. And, um, that's, that's the, that's the, the, the fuel that drives the bus. That's why these things happen. There's a formula to it. There is, I mean, there's a background image, there's text at the top, and then there's a punchline at the bottom. And sometimes that all gets messed up, you know, because you're, you may be, you may be fooling around with parody you may be fooling around with uh, trying to point out a, an amusing history lesson, perhaps. Uh, it is an odd form of communication. And it becomes, in, in, a, in some aspect or another, it's sort of like, very, very much like a, a Sunday morning newspaper uh, cartoon, you know? Look what you find in the funny pages. It's very much that. It's just without the story because memes don't carry stories, do they? They really don't. They, they point to a point of view. They point to an idea or a thought, and it's usually indicative of something uh, kind of silly-ish maybe, but there's a lot of inside jokes that go into these things. And some, somebody wants to be, you know, they, they want to they feel like they've been let in on the joke, if you will. Um. Which is weird. It's, uh, um, and there's a lot more to it. Memes, as mentioned before, at the, when we were going through the idea of this, there's, there's, there's legalities involved in this. I don't know if you knew this or not, but there is. According to what Wikipedia is laying out here, and the line says this, most memes are illegal to share in countries with fair dealing laws. 
Yeah, the eligibility of any memes to get copyright protection would depend upon the copyright law of the country in which such protection is sought. Some of the most popular formats of memes are cinema, uh, cinematographic stills, personal or stock photographs, rage comics, and illustrations meant for meant to be a meme. In a you know a still from a motion picture, part of the entire end product is taken out of context and is presented solely for its face value. The still is generally accompanied by a superimposed text, which conveys a distinctive idea or comment, such as, um, uh, I don't know, uh, like look at uh, what was it uh, uh, the um, uh, Gru, you know, and that, and that bunch. Uh, Gru's plan, you know, is is sort of a you know a, a bad. Uh, uh, a bad idea. Overly attached girlfriend was was another one. That was now that was that was created based on an online phenomena or individually created content. Pictures of people or animals, especially stock photos that had been turned into memes by superimposing text, often depict in emotions such as that distracted boyfriend or overly attached girlfriend memes. Rage comics subcategory of memes which depict a series of human emotions and conclude with a satirical punchline. The sources of those memes often come from web comics. Other memes are purely viral sensations, such as the keyboard cat or bongo cat. Uh, yeah, and there is uh, there is some law that has to be addressed with this. Now, this seems kind of dumb. Why would you sue over something like that? Well, it has happened, and it has happened on on a number of ca- of occasions. And one of them one is the is the uh, is the kid um, self confidence kid. I think is what it is. You know, like a little three or four year old kid and he's making the pumping fist, right? You know, like, yes, you know, he's got that thing going on. You, you've seen it. The mother took that photograph and there are people that have memified that thing beyond her, the stuff that she had done with it. So much so that she has successfully sued over, you know, different groups over that thing, over that image. That's That has been a thing. And it's also prompted interesting bits of law. Copyright protection. So for a meme to get copyright protection, it would have to satisfy four conditions. Here we go. One, it falls under one of the categories of work which is protected under the law. Two, it is an expression. Three, it has a modest amount of creativity. And four, it is fixed. Um, There are laws that state that the subject matter over which copyright could be enjoyed, namely literary work, musical work, dramatic work, pictorial, graphical, and cultural works, motion pictures, etc., broadly memes could fall under any of the heads of pictorial, graphical, or motion picture. And it's happened. It's interesting to see that that these sorts of cases occur. Now, most of this is under the point of fair use, right? So fair use is a defense in uh, U.S. copyright law. It protects work that has been made using other copyrighted works. Now, the section provides that if a copyrighted work is reproduced for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, or research, it would not amount to infringement, notably for memes. And the use of the term, such as, denotes that the list is not exhaustive but merely illustrative. So the four factors, uh, the purpose of the character of use, Two, the nature of the copyrighted work. Three, the amount and substantiality of the portion or portion used. And four, effect on the market. Yeah. And you know where you could get sued heavily for this sort of stuff? India. Absolutely. Um, purpose and character. Uh, let's take a look at this because um, there, has, there has been, you know, for economic gain, Grumpy Cat 
Grumpy Cat won a $700,000 copyright lawsuit against a beverage company which used the Grumpy Cat image on its roasted coffee line and T-shirts. They just took it. They just, they just, well, it's everywhere. Everybody else is doing it. Why can't we? They did. They tried to market it. Grumpy Cat sued. Well, Grumpy Cat's people sued. And nearly three quarters of a million dollars later, that coffee, Granada coffee or whatever they were, they had to, uh, they had to stop. Imagine that. You have to, you have to be careful with these sorts of things. So it's not just your spelling. It's not just the images. It's just the things that you do. You know, there, there has been a few things that, you know, I have tried or attempted to um, over the years to have a bit of fun with. And um, not really even thinking about the idea of would it be a meme, but certainly why not? But it wasn't from, it wasn't for the point of expressing a point of view that, you know, oh, my ass hurts. Uh, the Lord will bless me and my ass will cease hurting or whatever the, whatever the thing is. And, and you know, you put something out there and you, you, all at this point you're trying to do is to get it to go viral. You're not going to get a nickel out of it. Nobody does. It, it just, it just happens. You just go, it goes out the door, boom, sayonara. But there's that certain glee, I guess, in realizing that all of this was your doing. And that's part of the narcissistic elements that go on on the internet, especially in social media, because it really does feed that, doesn't it? Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, they all they all like to foster a couple of things. There's that narcissism and then there's that FOMO thing, the fear of missing out. And the memes really do play into that. Cultural or not, it's it's just it's something that you would see and go, oh, that's me. That speaks directly to me. I can relate 120% to this whole notion of what this, what this is all about. And as clever as it might be, you might share it with one or two people and everybody gets a quick giggle and then it moves along and then the next greatest thing happens. It's a, it's one of the perfect examples of how short-lived these sorts of things really are. It's disposable content. We used to talk about disposable content years ago about uh, uh, the way uh, television and radio operates and op- operates to this day in, in that, you know, in, in today, out tomorrow. And now it's, you know, like in the mornings, uh, the morning show that LJ and I do. It's a five-hour show. As it happens, it's done. It's over with. By the time that show is over with, there's no revisiting. <laughs> you don't even go back in there unless there's something really remarkable in an update. But that's all disposable content. It has no bearing on society. It would be one of those things that if you went back a year or so later and listened to that show, it would probably make zero sense to you because it all happens in the moment. That's why when you go back now and look back, Look at a watch a uh, watch an episode of uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Now, I've mentioned it before because there's a couple of really weird things that happen when you do this. One of which is the realization that pretty much everybody that you see on that screen are dead, which is strange. But that's kind of that's a thing. And B, none of it aged well. I mean, it's a snapshot into a time, into a a, a moment of history. Or the way somebody particularly was or was not. 
And it's, it's sad. It really is sad. There's a, there's a, a channel on Pluto network deal thing. It's the Carson channel. And that's all, that's all it is. It's 24 hours of Johnny Carson. And there may be some of you that would think on the nostalgic end of it, hey, that sounds like fun. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. And when you actually force yourself to sit down and you watch 20, 30 minutes of it, it occurs to you pretty quickly how far along society has moved on down the road. I mean, it's just, you know, it's cute. It's clever. It's fun. It doesn't hold up well. Whereas if you go to, if you go to watch a movie that was made in the 50s or 60s, a lot of times that stuff still holds up. Sometimes even into the 70s, as weird as that was. It does, it does, it does certainly kind of hold up. So you could say that our society is already sort of preconditioned to a shorter and shorter term memory. And by memory, I mean by what's fresh and what's not. That throwaway content that, that occurs at every every step of the way. Shows like The Carson Show was certainly that. It had a little bit more life because it also generated what, what is known in the industry as water cooler talk. You know what I'm talking about. You go, you, you, back in the day when we had eight to five jobs, you're hanging around the uh, the old coffee pot or the water cooler and you go, hey, did you see Carson last night? Oh yeah, did you see Ed Raquel Welch on there? Ooh, she was talking about the fuzzy bikini. You know, all of that. It has no bearing on what's going on now. It's just this weird sort of funky memory. And when you watch a show like that, it, it does scratch that weird itch that, hey, there was there seems to be something about this. But in all reality, it, it really has no bearing. And all it is is just now we look back on it as one collective thing, as a, as a, as a for some, it may be a fond memory, for others, maybe not so much. Memes are on that very same scale, but down way down to the micro level like hour by hour it becomes dated by lunch it really does some of this stuff just does it's and it's like anything else once you've seen it you've seen it it doesn't have much of a replay value like a song would or a good movie you know because you notice you can always go gravitate back to a movie that you've seen a million times and gladly sit through it again because it holds up it holds up in your mind same thing with with uh, some television shows. They just hold up. Stuff like this, this disposable content like memes or these throwaway shows like I'm involved in with radio. Hell, even this dumb show. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it becomes looked at collectively as maybe a fond memory. Oh, there was some fun stuff back in those days. Ooh, what was so funny? I don't know. But it was fun, <laughs> you know. It was that. You know, the whole notion about today's headlines or tomorrow's fish wrappers are very true. It doesn't change. It doesn't change a damn thing. It's the fact of the matter that they even exist as this brief moment of humor, which is really the only reason why it exists. And it's done specifically as a coping mechanism. That's exactly what that is. I hope that makes sense. That's the way I see it. Uh, if you're if you're doing uh, if you're you know if you're if you're out there producing and you know trying to do the meme thing, if you will, be smart about it. 
don't expect it to take off. Don't expect it to do a whole bunch of other things either. You just have to just go on with it, you know? It's rare that any one particular theme or an idea behind a meme becomes so viral because the short lifespans that they have, it's just, it's incredible. It's just, it's, it's astounding. Absolutely astounding how that works. <laughs> oh, a little food for thought. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And The Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your healthcare provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. It seems as though the past couple of years have been nothing more about uh, the design, at least from Hollywood's point of view, to have uh, movies about your idols, your rock music idols. Have you noticed that? There's a, there's a ton of them. Watched one that it was never really commercially released. <laughs> I did. I saw it. It was about the it was about the Leonard Skinner plane crash, October of 1977, October 20th, 1977, down in uh, down in Mississippi as they flew into Baton Rouge. What a what a horrific thing! And I, one of the main takeaways I got from the, the whole thing, the whole story was was that Lonnie Van Zant was really quite the asshole. I mean, he was a dick. I mean, my God, if that movie's to be believed, but that's just it. You see these movies and you wonder how much of it's really true, and it's like, well, no, we had to Hollywood them up. They're rock stars. What do you mean you have to Hollywood them up? I mean, aren't their lives interesting enough as it is? I mean, seriously. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. That's what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, a couple of news and notes here uh, tomorrow, Monday, back in the studio with Radio Memphis in the morning. Uh, LJ and I will be there for you uh, uh, doing the news and whatever it is that we do. Uh, so, so you got that going for you. And uh, also, um, uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, radio-memphis.com. It is the booze and blues without, well, it's just the blues. It's just going to be a bunch of music being played. Uh, COVID. Yeah, blame it on the virus because that's what it is. Um, also, Monday at noon, starting at noon, brand new episode of Drinking with Dead People comes into your uh, into your into your device. It'll be up at YouTube if you're not familiar with that show. Uh, it is uh, it's in the midst of its first season, over the halfway point actually, about another month of it left. Uh, to be quite frank, every Monday at noon, a new episode from uh, that show comes uh, to your uh, device, whatever it is. Uh, kind of a fun show to have been doing so far. Still in production. There will be a season two, so that's uh, that's good. We got that going for us. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever it's worth. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, the one that's coming up is about the Tennessee uh, Children's uh, Society, Children, Tennessee Children's Home Society, uh, about the, um, the orphanage here in Memphis, which had a very sordid past. We'll talk about that. So, uh, so that's, that's there. Also, if you haven't seen, uh, if you haven't been up there or been up to see it uh, here of late, 
Uh, Wayne Jackson, great uh, Memphis musician, was featured. It's the one that's currently up there right now. Um, it's you can go back one if you catch this after Monday at noon, and you can and, and see the story about Wayne Jackson and some other fun stuff coming too from drinking with dead people. Also, if that wasn't enough, LJ and I um, uh, are doing we're doing a thing uh, also for YouTube, a vastly different show. It's very it's it's a lot like what happens in the morning show, but not. <laughs> It's kind of hard to describe, but it's uh, it's uh, the High Fidelity Kitchen. It's coming very soon. Uh, episode one of the first season drops on Wednesday at noon. So that's uh, that's coming up this week too. We're all pretty excited about that. Uh, you can go to, go to, go to go to uh, go to YouTube and search High Fidelity Kitchen, and you can see the trailer. And you kind of get a little bit of hope of what's going on. I've heard I've heard from a few folks about it. They said, "Well, this looks like it's going to be a riot." It, it is. It's in a good sense, yeah, in a, in a good way. Uh, also, uh, an, another little news and note here because you know I've been busy uh, even with the pandemic, and um, I've been you know those of you who may not I don't talk to a whole heck of a lot about it, but I am uh, a voice actor for Audible, uh, a place to get your books. You know your your online book thing. And back in the spring, uh, I wrapped up production on a book called Ain't, uh, Ain't, Ain't, Ain't No Messiah. That's it. Ain't No Messiah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating story about, it's a, it's a fiction piece. It's about a guy who was raised by a televangelist to think that he is the second coming of Christ. And it's, uh, yeah, it's those of you that are thinking that, that you're, oh, he's always doing some lofty religious thing. If you're, if you're. <laughs> If you're evangelical, don't listen to that book. It's gonna, it's gonna upset you. Uh, the writer of that uh, book is a guy by the name of Mark Tullius. Uh, Mark is a great guy, great writer. Uh, he he tends to dabble in uh, bits of uh, horror and science fiction and uh, some other interesting esoteric stuff. And I was a guest on his podcast called vicious whispers um i don't know if that but i just we just taped it yesterday so i don't know that it's up yet but the just follow me on the social medias once you see it i'll share it out that way and you can you can find it we talk about the book and uh, give you a chance to you know hear to hear what mark's about too uh it was a great show called vicious with whispers with mark tullius so yeah thanks to mark for having me on that program so there it is that's it we're done i'm out of here i've i've i've, I've done whatever i got i got something We'll see y'all next time. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>